Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light podcast. We are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden. I will be your host. My mission truly is to support others in defining and aligning with their ever-evolving mission and purpose. I do so with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity. I ask that we all just take a moment of silence and stillness to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace. And may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joining me on this episode is one of my favorite, favorite people, uh, Renee. Renee Murata, she is one of the first authors in the book that Divine Destiny Publishing put out, Align Leaders, and that she is so aligned. So she is a number one international best-selling author. She is the CEO and founder of both CEO Essence and Risk Integrity Safety Knowledge Incorporated. Her service is to support her friends, her soul friends, her family, her clients in dropping the shit that holds them back and embracing the divine masculine and feminine in unity. I like to add, add and subtract words, but she okay. I know, right? She believes you know me well enough. <laughs> I know I do, right? She's a powerhouse. I swear to you, Renee's a powerhouse and you're getting ready to learn all about it. She believes in the balance, um, that balance creates a deeper level of impact in our lives and leadership. And she really does pave the way. She forges a path for all of us to walk with our higher selves and become the inspired leaders that we came here to be. So Renee, bring it sister. Tell us a little bit more about your mission and purpose and where you are in the world. Okay, well, I am in Italy. That's where I am in the world. Um, it's a pretty amazing place to be. Um, my, you know, and so my mission, actually how I came about living in Italy is kind of part of, everything kind of comes together, of course, right? Um, because I was living in the corporate world, um, you know that gig, right? And yeah, it's a carnival, right? It's, it's, it's that thing that everybody thinks that they have to do. And um, so my mission is really to help people, women in particular, to really overcome the trauma. So what I realized in working in the corporate gig is that I was really kind of giving up all of my feminine side to be that masculine persona, that assertive, that professional, that, right? Um, and then when I started doing the energy work, I was actually ashamed of doing the energy work for a while. I, I didn't tell anybody about it. It was kind of that other part of my life, that, that secret side. And so my mission is really to help people understand that really owning both sides of who we are, the divine aspects of the masculine and feminine energies and bringing them together, as you said, in unity is really our, it's, it's our soul's purpose to to bring that together that's what the divine union is and to live from that space so um yeah that is my purpose and mission in life isn't it so much and and again this is a this is a dance the, yeah. the balancing of of the masculine and feminine is really um uh, one of my colleagues put a book out called sacred dance but it is it's a sacred yeah. dance 
and one that is loaded with self-love, self-trust, self-acceptance, and the idea that the truth that we can express our way, ourselves in any way, shape, or form that feels aligned for us. And, and what, I what people always want to go to there, you know, the 3D condition, the human condition is like, well, does that make killers and No, because when you're doing the sacred dance, none of that shit even exists on your platform. It becomes right. about what Renee and I are, are honed in on, the mission and purpose. How can I bring these two together in this sacred dance to create a bigger, positive and powerful impact? Exactly. But it is a exactly. dance. It is a dance, and you know, and the thing is, the thing that gets us out of out of step with our dance is trauma. So much of our, you know, I mean, you name it, trauma can be from physical, mental, sexual abuse to somebody said something nasty to you, to uh, somebody, you know, pulled in front of you and cut you off in, in traffic, you know, and you're in a hurry and now you're, you slam the brake on and, you know, so, so all of these things can be a, a trauma, um, big T and little T, and um, they can throw us out of the step with the dance, right? It can throw us in an off step, and now we're off cue and we're off we're off balance. And so what I do is really help people to understand how to come back into balance, right? How do how do you release that trauma? How do you let go of? How do you heal from it? Right? And, and sometimes healing is not about um, it going away. It's about that scar tissue, you know, and learning a new way of living, right? Which is what it's been for me. It's, it's really about a new way of living in a way that is more authentic and not hiding that scar, not hiding that trauma anymore. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I find it in storytelling with the, the big T, little T uh, trauma, what begins with T. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? I feel like in storytelling, it, it becomes in, in some of that bringing ourselves back into balance is when we write about it or we speak about it, such as on these episodes, um, how it becomes rewritten as inspiration and as you said the scar is always there and i can talk about it i can talk about my divorce and i can talk about these 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 pieces right. of, of subpoenas and all this this awkwardness that i went through is inspiration and it, i'm not hiding it at all right. but i'm not i'm also not burying stuck myself in, in a box with it right you're not stuck with it mm -hmm. you know and and i think <clears throat> many of us get stuck and put certain places in it, right? And I know that that was the case for me for a long time, you know, um, where I was stuck in it for, it was, it was my story for a long time. And what really um, is important is that people understand that we aren't our story. Right. Our story is a piece of who we are, but we aren't our story and we can rewrite the story. And that's why storytelling is so important, right? We can rewrite that ending. So, so when, like when I wrote the chapter in Align Leaders, it was like, okay, so which piece do I want to tell and what do I want to say? And, and how many times did I reword things? So that it said what I wanted it to say. I get to do the same thing in my life. I get so, to retell that story. 
it's like a, I, I always look at it too like a remembering and that's why I work with mantra and affirmation on bathroom mirror it's like the first thing I wake up to so I can start rewriting and remembering the truth or remembering or aligning with what it is that that I really feel like like these life experiences have been gifts to me for share with us a little bit Renee about one of your most pivotal moments that that was almost like screw it I'm going to shine this this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine yeah <laughs> don't make me see <laughs> exactly right so so you know it was interesting because I was thinking about that um and for me it was a series of little things it wasn't like a single pivotal moment for me um because it one of the I guess one of the big things for me was starting my own business and recognizing that I wanted to lead in a different way but not knowing what that was so risk starting risk was one of one of the first steps for me and then learning that okay but I have all of these preconceived thoughts of what a boss is and and that's because of the stories that I've seen and stories that I've heard and stories that I've watched and stories that I've witnessed but I know there's got to be a different way right so I kept telling myself there has to be a better way there has to be a better way and so um so little things I would make little adjustments along the way and then I started Reiki right and that opened a different window for me and as I mentioned when I started the energy work I I did not talk about that with my professional world in fact I withheld that information from my best friend for a while right there was a part of me that was scared to talk about it and I think where it was pivotal was um, in that respect in, in being able to talk about it is in the, um, we, we shared the information and I did some Reiki and there was some incredible healing that occurred from it. And I realized, okay, I, this is a piece of who I am, right? Ignoring that aspect of me and in this work and ignoring that aspect of me in this work, I'm not being true to who I am because I'm both aspects, right? It, and so when I started CEO Essence, I was like, how am I gonna do this? And how am I gonna do that? And there was a day that I woke up and I was like, but I'm both, I'm both, you know? So it, it was just like little things that kind of along the way made me go, oh, so it wasn't like a single event for me at all, for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's not, you know, some people have aha, some people can look back at it and say all these dots connected and it just became this sequential yeah. idea and, and just my feet just started moving towards it. But I want to track back to that, like, because you said even sharing with your best friend was scary. And yeah. I know, and, and one way that they label that, you know, I know it has a lot to do with that witch's wound, that whole idea that in our lifetimes, we were these. And in those lifetimes, we were destroyed for yeah. showing our magic to the world. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that it's such a cool, and 
and long time coming idea that, you know, in the last couple of years, what I call evolution, that we've been able to stand and shout it. Like there is not a single morsel in my body that will not declare my spirituality. It's like, this right. is who I am. And if it's the first thing I say by even what I wear, like I am a spiritual master. And if that doesn't yep. magnetize, walk away. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it was really interesting because when I told her, first of all, my fear of telling her was because of betrayals that I had experienced with other friends, right? In in different contexts and still, right? It's still impacted. So again, that trauma impacted how I showed up. Um, so when I shared with her about the energy work that I do, you know, she was immediately, oh my gosh, can you, can you do some on me? Can you do some on my kids? Can you, in fact, I got a text message from her today. Hey, can you, uh, you know, so, um, you know, so it's become that, uh, you know, very much, uh, an aspect of that. And where she's like, why, why were you afraid of saying anything to me? What, what is that? Right. And so that was a whole healing process that we went through and dealing with that trauma that I had experienced with other people. It's so interesting that you bring that up because it keeps showing up a lot. And in fact, I have a, a call with this person in particular in a few weeks, but I remember meeting somebody and this goes into the relational piece, but I remember meeting somebody on a networking event and instantly when I, we got on, it was, I felt this like resentment friction. Oh, yeah. which is weird and odd because I'd never met her before, but I could feel it in the, I could feel it. And, and that's part yeah. of being energetic, you know, really opening yourself up to feeling energy. Yeah. And this was almost three years ago and I'll shorten the story. Uh, but uh, two days ago, I got on another call and we have been colleagues in, in publishing now for quite some time. And I got on another call and, um, and then she reached out personally and she said, I have some resentment issues towards you. And I thought, this is wild. And I texted back and I said, I've been feeling that since the first moment three years ago that we actually got into a room. And I think there was 20 people in that room. And uh, it goes along with something that has transpired in the last couple of years. And it, she wasn't pointing a finger in any way, shape or form that it was me but right. she uncovered her shadow, like I have this. And it's just so radical right. that I felt, and when she said it, I was like, I knew there was something that there, <laughs> we're gonna get yeah. to just open that Pandora box soon, but we do this and, and it's so real that yeah. even part of maybe hiding from your nearest and dearest friend that you guys were able to reconnect in this lifetime, that perhaps there was something that you just, it, it, she was like your scapegoat of not having to to bust out the reality of who you were. It was like, yeah. I'll just I'll just live in fear of somehow losing this <laughs> to keep myself quiet. But it's interesting how how when we've decided to shine our light, and that's always one of my questions here on the on the interviews is how it has shifted your relationships and and how really yeah. coming coming out of the closet is all of us, how it's changed, even with your children. Cause you also, you have two or three children, Renee. Um, well, it depends on how you count them. <laughs> I have two children 
and then I'm raising two grandchildren that, you know, so there, it's like, I, I feel like I have four grandchildren or four children and it, it yeah, so it gets, it gets fun. Mm -hmm. But what a special delight that is that you get to, to raise two more. Yeah. And all your maturity, but it does, it shifts our relationships. And uh, I've watched it for me, like really being the example of, of who I am, but taking credit and, and taking the cloak and taking the, the, the idea that I am here to create spiritual impact, that I am here to, to share the magic and the miracles of life, how it's shifted my own children. Right. Because uh, I wasn't always that for them. You know, right. I was that corporate clown. <laughs> Do this, climb up this ladder, you know, yeah. put everything in your life second to this, this work. Um, so I always love to hear people share about how it shifted their relationships and, and how your best friend, like, like, wait a minute, help me <laughs> instead <Yeah>. of, <laughs> yeah, it, it has shifted relationships. It's, it's interesting. My, um, I think the one that's shifted the most has been my relationship with my husband, um, for sure. We, we had a very rocky, uh, first 20 plus years of our marriage. And it wasn't until the energy work that things shifted for us because I was, I am more who I'm supposed to be, which allows him to show up more as who he's supposed to be. Right. So there's no more of the, um, the judgment and the, the pointing fingers. Now that doesn't happen with everybody, right? I know people that as soon as they start showing up that ended their relationship. Um, you know, I have a friend struggling with that right now where she's really like, she goes, if I show up as all of who I am, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my marriage. And I'm like, you know, that's sometimes that's part of it. Sometimes everything has to crumble in order for the Phoenix to arrive. Right. Um, and that's scary. Right. And there was a lot of fear. That was the other part of, for me, of the fear is what, what's going to happen to my marriage, to my friendships, to my relationships with my mom who um, has a hard time understanding and accepting. She loves me, accepts me, and doesn't understand anything of what I do, right? And, and that's okay. Um, so yeah, it's shifted some of the relationships. It's definitely some of the relationships have fallen away, right? And it's created new relationships and stronger, more beautiful relationships, like the one you and I have, right? People that that I don't, I'm, there's no longer any fear for me when, when I know that somebody else is in their divine energy, I can show up fully as who I am without fear that there's going to be some kind of betrayal. I feel like if something happened between you and I, I could say, Mary, right. And we would be able to have that conversation in that divine state. Right. Um, so, so it's shifted how I look at relationships as well as shifted my relationships for sure. I think it is, it's so powerful, especially with the, the marital relationship, the partnership, the, the deeper sense, but you know, the premise of why we all came here was to fully accept one another without judgment, criticism, or expectation, and to just love, to be love and to share love. But we have been programmed into something that is a little bit more obnoxious and a lot more, um, about, uh, pointing fingers and, yeah and looking for blame, blame, shame, and guilt, right? Yep. But one way I related to it, and I talked about this on my last interview, is one way that that I started shifting into my light 
um, a little bit deeper. And I did, uh, I did end up, um, there was some shape shifting with a 25 year relationship that I had, which is the husband, the husband, the father of my children. Um, in the minute that I really accepted that is, this is really what we came here to do. We came here to evolve and to find ourselves. And we exactly. sat up at the soul table before we jumped in, you know, ever so playfully, like, whoo, here we go. And we made contracts with one another. And the program, when we were started breathing, said, well, that's your mother, that's your husband, that's your, that's your child. And you have to, to, to do it Whatever. this way. Yeah. You have to keep this relationship. This and, box. Yeah. Right. And in that it has created resentment and more shame and more guilt and more bullshit. Right. When all we really, all each of us ever really want is to be who we are and to say what we want and to, to, for me, it's being that eight year old child. But when I really laid down the, the, the law on it, and I was actually working with an intimacy coach at the time, but it was my aha was like, wait, wait, he has his soul contracts and I have mine. And it's only, the friction only comes when we try to figure out why each other's soul contracts are the way they are. So if we could just say, <laughs> you're, you're, I'll you're mine and you live yours. Yeah, but we can live cohesively in that space because what is the, what is the whole reason why we want to have that relationship in the first place? Love, right. unsupported, right. unconditional love. Right. That was huge for me, but I did. I stepped, I, uh, I graduated from a 25 year relationship and really ascended big. <laughs> and I look back at yeah. it as, as the gift that it was. I, I wouldn't change any of it. I would stay in the same 25 year. If you wrote me a letter to 25 years previous and said, this isn't going to last, you know, I would still do it all yeah. over again. All over again, because it, you know, it's like you said, right? It's part of you ascended became it's part of what forged who you are and you know um it's no matter what the relationship no matter what the event it's part it's it's part of your story part of the creation of who you are it's not your story it's the catalyst it's the catalyst right it's a catalyst for sure and you get a re you get to write your story and how you tell it so you could tell your story of your 25 years of marriage as, oh, it was right. just 25 years and it ended like this, you know, we're back to how we started the conversation. Or you could say, you know what, I, I loved him and we had beautiful children and we parted ways and look at where I am now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's really all experience is to me is, is, oh, what a gift. Look at this gift. Look at, look at how it led me into the next place of learning about the deepest values of love and acceptance and appreciation and you know the magic g word gratitude yeah. <laughs> oh renee renee what piece of advice would you give listeners really that are walking the line or really what i like to say is ready to just flip the switch already and start feeling feeling the mm -hmm the good stuff in, for lack of a better, the good stuff about trauma. You know, 
I think what advice I'd give is to feel the feeling, right? So trauma brings, a lot of times brings pain, fear, hurt. Allow yourself to feel it. You know, Michael Beckwith says, walk alongside the emotion, don't become the emotion, right? And I, that that is a phrase that has stuck with me, right? I heard that phrase from him, I don't know, a couple of years ago. So walk with the emotion for a while, allow your body to release the emotion. If you need to cry, if you need to yell, if you need to shake your arms until you're just leaning or whatever, whatever it needs to be, allow yourself to do that. And then allow yourself to go into the next emotion, right? So it's a, there's a, the, by the law of attraction, there's like 20, 22 different levels, right? You start down here and you work your way up. So allow yourself to feel the emotion and then move yourself back up into the next level of emotion and then the next level because you know at the end of the day we're all on a search for joy and love and gratitude and um, knowledge and whatever it is and all of those things will are a pathway to that however if you get stuck right here in this fear then you're not allowing the emotion to go through you you're allowing it to become you Right. So my advice would be to allow the emotion to flow. Emotion, right, is emotion in motion. Right. So allow it. So powerful. Um, I had two clients this week, in-person clients, and both of them, uh, when I was doing Reiki, they both started crying, you know, in the middle and both of them, same thing when they, I haven't cried in so long. And uh, that's part of the sacred dance crying. And I know the, I know what happens here. Like, because I've heard it as a young child too, like girl, big girls don't cry. Hello. What does that tell us? Right. And so crying is just like emotion. Like you said, it, it's energy in motion. Like you have to let it, let it release from you you know tears are, are cleansing tears but- are cleansing they're they you know when you allow things to flow they don't get stuck in our nervous system and that's what we want right we don't want that to, whatever that emotion is to get stuck in our nervous system causing whatever kinds of physical ailments and emotional ailments and psychological ailments and whatever ailments right that can happen from that yeah let it flow let it go yeah. we could get elsa to come on and sing that song for us one day oh, on no. the <laughs> i have a picture right down the hall i would be happy to i know i thought you might i thought you might honor elsa <laughs> i actually know how to do the elsa braid now oh, and elsa so braid. good how much fun like a long know? hair to be able to do it so things that you never recognize that you'll get to do again and and from a place maybe of more peace and calm You know, I imagine that being connecting with the grands is part of that, you know, because you're at a much more blissful state of your life. And it, it's almost like getting the pleasantries of, of raising children, because I know when I, you know, even in my children, your children are probably a little older than mine, but it was a hard time then of trying to raise children and, and be a masculine career flag holder. And, you know, Although paving the way, I was going to pave the way. Yeah, you're doing it. Forge the path with your wicked axe. (laughs) How about share with us, Renee, one last question. What 
is one word that describes how it feels to lead in this golden age of love. One word. You know, it feels divine. It's blissful. It's joyful. It's what it, it's everything that I think of when I think of divine. Mm -hmm. And everyone, every single breathing person has the ability to tap into that blissful, joyful, divine energy by simply choosing. And, and sometimes it's an hourly choice or it's a it's a daily choice or it's a minutely choice. Right. But find something, I always say, find something that, you know, a vision in your head that that reminds you of that soul light. And every time you 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 look somewhere else that feels dark, just go back to that light. Just yeah. like, they, you know, like they told Carol Ann not to do in Poltergeist. I say, go into the light. Don't move away from it. <laughs> exactly. Go into the light. Look how they were programming us in that movie even. Don't go to the light. <laughs> go into the damn light. I think they even rescued her in the light. Yeah. And I, it's silly, but but that too was part of our programming, watching the movies, the, the resources that were all around us, the newspapers, the big bold letters that said, be afraid, be very afraid. Oh yeah. There's, we still see, I mean, you know, the headlines still are bad. Mm -hmm. All the headlines are bad. In fact, I have yet to see a headline that says blissful experience here. That's what we're creating on these podcasts. That's yeah. what we're creating in multi-author books. That's what we get to now create. And there's so many channels to create on. So uh, yeah. let the audience know uh, the best way, one way, Renee, that people can connect with you and experience this, this quantum leadership that you, you mm -hmm. hold such a divine light for. So Facebook, um, I have a group called um, Women Rocking Leadership. That's my new favorite thing to do right now. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Renee Murata, R-E-N-E-M-U-R-A-T-A, or um, my website, which is also ReneeMurata.com. I will have these links in the show notes for, for all of you amazing listeners if you want to connect with Renee. Um, until then, I thank you. I thank you, Renee, for thank showing you. up and sharing your time with us today. Uh, for all of the listeners until we get an opportunity to share in this beautiful and collective space. I say, keep shining your light, keep sharing your love and your truth and your most divine spirit with the yes. world. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Like triple yes. Thanks so much for listening yes. and I'll talk to you soon.